Alright, welcome to the Keep It All Change Cars podcast. My name is Gugu Masuku and I'm your host alongside the one and only Michael Peshut. Looking at you eye to eye. Eye to in, eye in, today. In, in pure awe, always. Really? Well, Abs- thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you, well. Gugu. Always good. That's good. Thanks Yourself? for coming in. No, I'm well, you know, just uh, been traveling here and there, this and that. And I'm actually keen to actually tell you and uh, the listeners about the latest because I've been all over the place. You haven't seen me much, have you? I haven't, but really been to some proper, proper launches. Something I that I don't do. Mm. I sit behind the desk, pay accounts, <laughs> do a couple of deals. You have all the fun. No, you're good at what you do and I'm good at what I <laughs> you're do. You're very good at what you're doing, you're saying. Yeah, so look, the one thing we've been wanting to introduce on the podcast is telling you, the listener or the viewer, about the latest cars, the latest launches, what's happening, what you need to look out for. Obviously, I'm the guy who gets to drive these new cars and so on and so on. So today we're going to get into that. Last week, you didn't see much of me. Do you want to know why? I think I have an idea because you were gallivanting, uh, earning air miles. <laughs> Where were you? Cape Town? So I was in Cape Town last week for the launch of the Mercedes-Benz GLC, the new one. So this is a completely different car, Mike. They've done so much to this car. I don't know if you've seen it, but the design has changed. Have you seen yeah, it? I thought it was a beautiful looking car mm. before, mm. but there was something missing. Yeah. The new one is spectacular. The new one is spectacular. So they've redone the design of that car. Front and rear, it, it it falls in line with Mercedes-Benz's um, current design language. So if you look at it, you'll see that it looks similar to some of the newer cars, cool. but it's still different because it's a GLC, right? The car comes in avant-garde and AMG line. So those are the two specs you can get it in, right? Avant-garde, it's an 18-inch wheel. It still looks nice. I think there's still uh, a market for that type of look. I don't know. You probably... For sure. You probably look at the avant-garde type of guy. But something about Mercedes, I know Mm. we're going to get back to the actual spec in a moment. Mm. Just the term avant-garde. Yeah. What does it sound like to you? Class. For me, it uh, translates as super smart. I'm not even joking. In my mind, I've always seen Uh avant-garde as super smart. You had elegance. Uh Uh-huh. Avant-garde, AMG. Obviously, the AMG in your mind is sporty, mm. but that term, avant-garde, Mercedes, well done. You nailed it. Never change it. So there's that, and you also get the, the AMG line. So those are the two specs you can get the GLC in. Um, AMG line obviously looks really properly AMG. It's got the the, the big scoops in the, in, the, in the bumpers. You get a 20-inch wheel. The classy FU look. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? It's yes, not the avant-garde it look, it's a classy yes, if you look. If you look. And, you know, I love what they've done to the car, especially the interior, right? So the S-Class, I think, was launched a year or two ago. I think two years ago, the current S-Class. And it was revolutionary in terms of interior look and layout for Mercedes-Benz. But the nice thing about that is that it's all trickled down to the other yes. cars, right? What you see in the S-Class, that new steering wheel with touch-sensitive buttons, that massive screen. Um, it was first in the C-Class. I don't know if you've seen the, the current have, C-Class. I have. Stunning car. Magnificent. Yeah. The C-Class, funny enough, for me, has always been a car that I like. The original oh. C-Class came out in the mid-1990s, like 1996. Yeah. yeah. I aspired to a 280E. I genuinely, I was 23 really? years old, couldn't afford it at the time. But the C-Class has been one Mercedes shape that I've always liked. A minute ago, I said the previous GLC mm-hmm. liked it, but there was something missing. Mm. The styling at the moment of Mercedes is spectacular. It. Right. 
Across the board. Across e the board. And I, I mean, it's a separate discussion. Mm -hmm. The EV range, some people say it's a little bit iffy looking. Mm -hmm. I think the EV range is the nicest electric range, including Audi, the e-tron, e which I love. Okay, we'll talk about that on a different day. But yes, that's something we need to talk about, that Audi e-tron range, right? Spectacularly good. Spectacular. So anyway, as I was saying, they've um, the S-Class bits and steering wheel and screen, you now find it in the new GLC. So it looks really, really nice and premium on the inside as well. And starting price, what do you think? Or do you want to know about how it drives first? Um, I'll tell you what, I want to know the starting <laughs> price and then I'll tell <laughs> you how it drives at that okay. price. It should be bloody marvelous. One five? Five million. One, no, 1.5 million. 1.5. Okay, you are... Optimistic? Optimistic, yes. It starts at 1.2. Okay. Um, and it goes up to I'm 1. pessimistic. Piss oh, yeah, the other one. So at yes. 1.2, that is good value. So it, it, it depends on how you look at it, right? For me, at face value, it felt Expensive. like, whoa, 1.2 million rand starting for a GLC. Because remember, it's on a C-Class um, platform. It's Correct. SUV-ish. But then what Mercedes-Benz has done now, which a lot of manufacturers are doing, is that they're bundling features, right? So they give it to you as it is, but they've put, like Mercedes-Benz right now with the GLC, 250,000 rands worth of optional extras in that car. So it's got this, it's got that, it's got format Included in that price. Included in that price. Wow. So there's value. 100%. So for me, it's always about packaging. And I mm. often say, if I came to you and said to you, sir, today we've got a steak, 289 rand. Just so you know, that includes a complimentary sauce, two vegetables of your choice, as well as rice and chips. I've just packaged it in such a way that you've got it. Genius. 1.2 million rand, but just so you know, it includes, includes, includes. Perfect. It's genius, right? Absolutely. Mm. 101 of marketing. No, no. Well, you the marketing guru around. <laughs> yeah, I know how to do the talking, but in terms of marketing, I'm looking at him. Want SA's leading insurance? Visit changecars.co.za and click on the discovery logo. So that's the one car that I drove last week. And it's it's a more expensive of, of the two. The other is the Citroen. Citroen C3. Seen that? Yeah. So Citroen launched the C3 last week and they launched it here in Joburg. Um, and for those who don't know what the C3 is and where it fits into the bigger scheme of things, the C3 basically is a B-segment car and it competes with your VW Polos, correct. your Renault Clios, Opel correct, Corsa. Correct, correct. So that's where it fits in. And if anyone knows anything about anything, which you do, and I'm sure listeners do as well, is that vehicles like the Polo are big volume cars. It's, it's VW's best selling model. The Polo. So there's a huge market for that. So this launch was a massive launch for Citroen because they wanted to be like the volume mover. You know, so it was a massive launch. And what got to me with this car, um, as with the Mercedes, was the starting price, right? So for that car, I mean, if you look at the car, it's a massive car, Mike. It's a lot bigger than And I promise you, I'm not we're not thumb sucking this no. mid four hundreds? No, way less. Half. Way less. Wow. wow. Half of that. It's a big car. I mean, it's bigger than its competitors. You're getting Apple CarPlay, um, Android Auto, wireless Apple CarPlay with the massive infotainment screen, which you don't really get sure. in, in everything else. Now, what's interesting as well now, and I don't want to sound like I'm sitting on the fence. I don't mm. want to sound like I'm changing my opinion. Driving here, I saw a Peugeot 2008. Yes. What a magnificent car. And it was interesting because I saw it from all angles. It was coming towards me. Then it turned. Stunning, so I saw yeah. it from the side. Then I, I was pulled off and I saw it from the back. Often I've said Citroen, Peugeot, 
Renault, maybe a little bit less Renault, but Peugeot and Citroen. Mm. Why would you consider it? The way these cars look, they're low risk. If you're a young lady, a well-to-do person, tell me that that car doesn't look immeasurably more expensive than what it is and super classy. As much as I like a polo, and who doesn't like a polo? The polo does not give you a wow factor. No. Look at a Peugeot. Look at a Citroen. It can be the stitching on the seat. It can be the dashboard. It can be the, the door handles. I mean, the Absolutely. French and their designs. What do they always say? There's French F. What is this? What is the second word? No, no. Tell French flair. Oh, when you look yes. absolutely when you look at the French design cars, yeah. there is proper flair. Often you look at a Korean or Japanese or even some German cars and you think you can see there was two designers here and they didn't quite agree. When you look at the Peugeot, everybody's working in uh, sync and in harmony. No, they are. And that, and that's the nice thing about those those brands, especially Peugeot. I mean, you talk about Peugeot, the 2008, 3008 design-wise, it's just out of this world. And the perceived quality, the tactile quality yes. is magnificent. Yes. I think where these brands are constantly let down is the after sales, mm. your buying experience. You walk into a BMW dealership, magnificent. Everything is geared to, we want to do business with you, Gugu. What, what do we need to do? Sometimes you walk into uh, these smaller dealerships and it's like, I don't actually know the answer to that. And nobody at the head office knows the answer. Am I wrong? No, you're right, but um, I want to add to that and say that things have changed slightly, especially with these two brands, Citroen and um, Peugeot. They fall under the Magnificent Stellantis they Group, am I correct? under the Magnificent Stellantis Group. So Stellantis is a global company, for those who correct. don't know, um, and they've taken over brands such as Peugeot, uh, Citroen. Jeep Chrysler. Jeep, Chry Alpha. Well, Chrysler's not here anymore, but Chrysler, uh, Jeep. Yes. Um, Alpha, yes. And Opal. And Fiat as well, if I'm not mistaken. Fiat as well. Why do I say magnificent? Mm -hmm. You've got to understand, these are not mainstream brands. In a country like South Africa, you're up against Toyota, Kia, Nissan. Brands players. 100%. Brands that have done well, mm. and they've done well, deservedly so. How do you come in and break it? I don't want to say monopoly, but how do you break that trend? So well done to Stellantis, because no, they're well not giving up on Citroën. No, no, they're not giving up on any of the brands. So they've expanded all of these brands. And in my opinion, they're doing extremely well. So to answer that after sales question, I think now more than ever, you're in safe hands. Before, uh, yeah, you may have had trouble. It was questions. Yeah, yeah. The Citroen C3 itself, we're talking mm. about price, entry level there? Entry level is 229, so 230. And it's, it's, it's an SUV-like car. It looks like an SUV. You're getting all of these Apple CarPlay's massive screen. Uh, and it drives well as well. Turbocharged engine? So they had to cut costs somewhere, right? It is the sort of, uh, it's like an entry-level city car, right? So yeah. they omitted a turbo in that car, and you okay. can feel it when you're driving it. Um, things like mirrors, electronically adjustable mirrors, which I understand. I mean, how often do you, do you adjust your mirrors? I don't. Once. Uh, correct, correct. Once, and that's it. And when I go to a car wash and they adjust it for me, I get very frustrated. <laughs> but, but what's interesting, Gugu, and this mm. is what I appreciate mm. for our audience, everything is what it is. There's no BS here. If it's slightly underpowered, you say it. They've emitted a turbo. It hasn't got some of the nice to have. But 230,000 Rand, do you buy a car. brand new car? Would you go buy a three, four-year-old car for a similar price, out of maintenance plan, out of warranty, Unbelievable. No-brainer, right? 100%. Absolutely no-brainer. You've got a 
two people here are doing your marketing for you. <laughs> well done. May you be successful with that. No, well if, done. Now, if you take in South Africa a year, hmm. obviously, duh, we've got 52 weeks, but we don't have 52 working weeks. You've got roughly 40 working weeks in a year, in a year. Is it fair to say that every single week, some manufacturer has got a launch of sorts? Absolutely. A launch or a refresher on this or that. And it, it becomes tricky as a journalist because people think our job is to just drive cars and look fancy. Of course. And, but there's a job to do. That's why I have one of these, a laptop in front of me. You know, I've got to write, I've got to create content, I've got to edit, et cetera, et cetera. Anybody that looks back to the 80s or 90s will verify what I'm saying is true. In the 80s and 90s, you had three BMWs. A three series, a five series, and a seven series. Mm. The lifespan of each of those cars was between five and seven years. So BMW in South Africa had a launch every five years, uh -huh. literally. Okay. <laughs> Whereas today, every couple of months, there's a different BMW, mm. Nissan, Toyota, Peugeot product. That's magnificent. We've spoken many times about the way the trends have changed. The motor industry is moving at a pace. Personally, I can't keep up. I drive on the road, Gugu. I see cars today. I say, my word, I recognize a badge mm -hmm. to have never seen one of them before. Does that happen to you daily or not? Well, with me, my, my job is to know what's happening. So sometimes... Fill me, me in when you can. Fill me in. <laughs> I will. But sometimes, yes. I mean, I'm like, oh, I heard about this car. It's, it's nice seeing it in the metal. You know, it's, it's way different to the images that I saw. So that I do get that a lot. You know, it's like, whoa, it actually looks nicer. Or sometimes, like, hmm, not as nice as I thought. For sure. Need advice? Visit changecars.co.za and click on the Keep It or Change Cars tab. Now, Mike, whenever you and I chat about cars and stuff and we give people... Like every day, all day kind <laughs> all of day. thing. That's yeah. what we do. 100%. But also when we give people advice, you always worry more on the side of getting you a car. Um, Absolutely. With warranties and cover and protection and all of that. So I've got a business where we deal in second-hand cars. So it suits me to, I don't want to say lie, but it suits me to tell you to buy second-hand. Yes. I'm a big proponent of going as close to new as possible for various and reasons. I've seen that. Absolutely. And it will never change because you're going to get, believe it or not, your best value, your lowest risk, and your longest term of ownership mm. by buying as close to new as possible. Something that I'm dealing with that is totally unique at the moment. You as a private person, you're looking to buy a car. What would for you be the peace of mind that you're getting the right car? It can be the right dealer. What else gives you the peace of mind that you're getting the right car? Well, I'm What can I do for you? Take it for a 65-point check. What is it? 60-something? 65-point, 120, 101-point check. Mm. Where would you do that, Google? It's normally Decra that does it. 100%. So there's a couple of places. Mm. You can do it at the dealership. Your quality dealerships have their own 101-point oh, really? check. Absolutely. Um, Toyota, all the manufacturers. But your average member of the public places a great value on his roadworthy certificate. Yes, Am I right? Absolutely. If I say to you, as a layman, yes, I understand where to at. You're a journalist, but as a layman, what would you expect from a roadworthy test? I would expect everything to be checked. And uh, who's checking it? Whoever. A trained professional. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, you go to a doctor, mm. you want a script. Mm. Do you expect a script to be written by the receptionist? No. Or do you expect the doctor to say, are you allergic to penicillin? No, I'm not. Perfect. I'm giving you. I mean, yes, have you yes, been there? Yes. Done it? Are you allergic to penicillin? Are you allergic mm. to whatever? When you go to a roadworthy center in South Africa, 
not trying to lead you. What is your perception of the authenticity of roadworthy centers in South Africa? When you speak to members of the public, do they say, wow, I bought a second-hand car and had a roadworthy report. It was not a day's problems or do you hear negatives? So if you look at the biggest retailer of cars, especially used cars in South Africa, where everyone goes to buy cars, you've got issues there. If you go and check reviews, I mean, I know people personally who've bought cars from that place and have told me that the car wasn't roadworthy. It wasn't okay. And but it wasn't roadworthy in reality, in but reality. on paper, it was roadworthy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And they just pay a little amount, the car comes out, 100%. they get the car, they drive home, nice and easy. And there's been a lot of that on the internet as well. 100%. So you could go onto any of the forums. You could go onto Facebook. You could go yeah. onto the roadworthy centers, the forums themselves. You could go onto the retailers, see any uh, challenges or bad reviews they've got. And there's always one common denominator. The roadworthy report said this. The reality was something else. Yes. I'll tell you an interesting story. So the well-known program Buyer's Guide, mm -hmm. Channel 189. Mm -hmm. What is Buyer's Guide? If I say to you, you watch Buyer's Guide, why are you watching it? It's a car advice show. If you need any motoring-related advice, Absolutely. you watch Buyer's Guide. I've always said when you go on a show, you go on without fear or favor. Mm. You dislike a brand. You don't need to diss a brand, but you be open about it. Say, these are the challenges. Parts are not available. Don't lie. Yes. A uh, question comes in from a viewer. He says, what value would the team place on a Decra report? Now, Decra is an international company, German company, probably the most well-known name. Now, you spoke about a well-known retailer selling in excess of 10,000 cars. Mm. They advertise that every single vehicle sold by them has a Decra report. report. Yes. Customer asks, what is our opinion? I always say, I don't sit on the fence, but I don't diss. I just give you the honest answer. I say, I place no value on the report because I know what happens. Mm. I don't know if you're aware, Google, when you go to a roadworthy center, in theory, what is supposed to happen? The vehicle's supposed to go onto yes. a pit. Mm -hmm. 45 minutes is a predetermined guideline for a test. They must take photos to show you, the technician, have done this, have done this, have done this. Do you think that's happening at these centers? I don't think so. With the sheer volume of cars that goes from the the, the place where they're buying the cars, um, this retailer, yeah. to the, the, the Decra center, it, it's you, impossible. 10,000 cars on 20 working days a month, 21, 22, is 500 cars a day. Mm. 45 minutes times 500, impossible, mm. simply. There's not a shadow of doubt in my mind those reports are not the value you place it. I'm being sued personally for five million rand because I made a comment that really? said I place no value on the validity, authenticity of those reports. So for your opinion, your personal opinion, which we're all entitled to, yeah. you're being sued. But it goes deeper than that, Google. Mm. It's not only a personal opinion. It's a personal opinion that I've voiced, I'm saying, in my opinion. Mm. But we're on a consumer advice so. program. I would love to hear from our viewers, from our listeners, from everybody, from the audience in general. What is their opinion of the authenticity of a roadworthy report, period? Don't mention brands. In South Africa, do you believe a roadworthy test is done with a fine-tooth comb that the actual test demands. If I go for an x-ray, do I want the doctor to read that x-ray or do I want the doctor to say he's been through the x-ray machine? I want him to look at that x-ray and say, sir, 
This is why you came. Can you see mm. XXX crack? Mm. How much challenge do you hear from the buying public about the experience with motor dealers, with roadworthy centers? Is it common in the field it, that you're it, playing? No, it is a common issue. It is a common problem. Um, and also recourse with, with, with these uh, large uh, retailers. There's really none. A lot of people have complained that they bought a vehicle and this is now wrong, that's now wrong, and it's only been a week or two or a month and... Retailer says, not our problem, deal with it. But there's a couple of things there, and this irks me on a level that I cannot explain. In my own business, we offer a one-year unlimited kilometer guarantee on every single vehicle we sell. Wow. Let me clarify that. We offer a one-year unlimited. We don't sell your warranty. Mm. We don't say, thank you for buying the car for 240000 Here's your 8,000 rand warranty if there's a problem. Now, let's go back a step. How do we offer that guarantee? We make sure that the vehicle goes through a proper, proper service before, before you sell it. Before it goes to roadworthy. Mm. So think about it. Okay. Why not the roadworthy first? Goes to the service, mm. Nissan TO2, whoever they are, do their service. They say this vehicle's faultless. Mm. Now it goes to a roadworthy in the best condition. Roadworthy can find something that other people missed. No problem. Sorts it out. It goes back to the agent, you fix it. If you do the prep work right, you're not going to have a problem. Now, let's go look at the problems that customers have. Because the prep work hasn't been done right, it's just been signed off, there's no problem. Two weeks later, yeah. there's a problem. That car didn't develop that problem post-sale. It had that problem pre-sale. Yeah, and I've got a story as well. I mean, I was looking for a vehicle with, with this massive retailer, and I found a vehicle that I was interested in. Um, and then I requested the, 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 the report, DECRA report. That's what they use, right? And the report says everything is fine. But as someone who knows about cars, and I'm a journalist, I'm like, but this is wrong. That's wrong. That's damaged. How, how is this report? How so, do they correlate uh, to they each other? They don't correlate, right? So then I raised this with the guys there. And they said, oh, sorry, um, it's, it's, it's an outdated report. Sorry. How are you selling a vehicle, right? It's on the floor with an outdated, it's mm. like two years prior, yeah. the report that's on the for car. Sure, for sure, for sure. What I would love to hear from our audience, podcast at changecars.co.za, write into us about your experience. And again, I want neutrality. If you've had a great experience, say please it. tell us. We don't want to only hear about bad experiences. Say, guys, I realize it's all doom and gloom out there. Let me tell you, I bought a car. My roadworthy report said X. My car was double X good. However, I also want to hear my roadworthy report said my car was perfect, but it had oil leaks. It had a whiny diff, whatever. I just believe, sadly, in South Africa, we live in a country where corners are cut by all. Corners are cut by authorities. Corners are cut by motor dealers. Corners are cut, period. Everywhere. Well, we'd love to hear your stories. Podcasts at changecars.co.za. Email us. Looking to buy a new or used car? Visit changecars.co.za. I'm looking at your eyes there. I see a little glint in your eyes. I feel like there's something you want to share that you haven't shared quite yet. So our audience knows we've got another show called All Things Motoring, a show that I can truthfully say I don't like. I love with all my heart. I love doing it with you, Gugu. I love the interaction with the fans. You often hear me talk about the interaction with the fans, and that's what I want to share. On the 15th of June, we launched our All Things Motoring International.com website. 
you're in America, you're in New Zealand, you're in Nigeria, you're in South Africa. What do we all have in common? Cars, right? A absolutely. A love, a love for cars. Yeah. Left hand drive, right hand drive Doesn't makes matter. no difference. Yeah. With a new site, it will give you, wherever you are in the world, the ability to communicate with each other. We've got forums, we've got articles, you can do blogs, you can be a contributor. Tell me when to stop. How much Wait, time do so, I have to so, share all this? So anyone in the world can contribute content onto 100%. the site. percent Wherever you are in the world, you can go on and contribute. You want to write about growing up in the 80s, what you remember. You want to make a prediction for the 2030s. You it's can amazing. contribute. Plus, it gets better. Mm -hmm. If you're a manufacturer anywhere in the world, you're able to load your content on our site. Allthingsmotoringinternational.com is my dream, our dream, our vision, that this will be the biggest motoring platform in the world. You know, often you see the world-renowned Bourevors or world-renowned yes. Boltong, world-famous pies. On comment on that. World-famous thing, platform. Allthingsmotoringinternational.com. Mike, that sounds exciting. I mean, I've seen the site. It looks amazing. It looks incredible. And we'd urge you to get onto it. Join us. It's an amazing site. Go to allthingsmotoringinternational.com. Share with us your stories, your articles. Manufacturers would love to have you on. I think we're going to rock with this Everybody idea. would love to have you on. Now, if you would like to get any sort of advice that's motoring related, we have got the best in studio like Mike over here. Email us, podcast at changecars.co.za. If you're looking for a car, new or used, get onto changecars.co.za and get onto the most trusted car buying platform in South Africa or bikes or boats or caravans, whatever it is. For South Africa's best motoring content, catch all things motoring on DSTV channel 189 and on YouTube. New episodes every week.